Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. 97.1 FM Talk Podcast. Hello and welcome into the podcast exclusive of Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. Tony Colombo here in studio with producer Chad Ellis and joining us, uh, of course, is my co-host. He is at home as we continue to practice proper social distancing. Bo Matthews is here, of course, and joining us is Jake Fair from Osage County Guns, one of the great sponsors of Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. Jake, thanks for putting a little overtime into today and uh, sticking around with us for the podcast exclusive. No problem. So so this week on the show, if you haven't listened to this week's show yet, we had on uh, Jake, obviously, but we also had on Austin Peterson. Austin Peterson, you may remember, ran for the United States Senate in the state of Missouri in 2018. He lost the Republican primary to Josh Hawley. He is a hardcore libertarian. He ran for president. He ran for the Libertarian presidential nomination in 2016 and finished in second place uh, behind Gary Johnson, who, of course, was the Libertarian presidential candidate in 2016. And now Austin has a uh, morning show here in the state of Missouri in Jeff City. And when I say hardcore libertarian, Bo, this was your first introduction to Austin, and it was uh, it was a, a the discussion went in a direction that I didn't uh, I did not foresee it going in. Um, he is a no government, no authority, liber- no breathing libertarian. He, he doesn't take a breath. <laughs> he doesn't yeah. take a breath. Yeah, he's a talker. He's definitely a talker. Like you said, he was probably the captain of his debate squad. Um, right <laughs> in uh, high no, school. No, you college. know, I got respect, buddy. Hey, let me tell you, if if everybody's thinking the same, that means nobody's thinking. I have respect for the guy, and I can't wait to hear him more and talk right. to him more. Yeah, we should have but him on just was- again to to flush some of that stuff out. But he made a lot of comments about uh, the police and how he he's not he wasn't I don't think supporting the defund the police movement but he definitely does not like the way that policing is done now in America that there's too much and Jake to go ahead Jake to to, to catch Jake up to speed too is is we were talking about gun sales and the the you know so many gun sales are happening I literally brought up the term defund police as soon as I heard it I know how I reacted with the idea of defunding the police, so that Tony, that's where that's where my brain went yeah. to. Yeah, and I and think, then and I, then he took off. Yeah, and I think defund the police is is extremely dangerous, and for for very obvious reasons. And and I've, I don't think that we need to make the case for how much we uh, support law enforcement on this show. I mean, just anybody that listens knows that. Um, but his uh, his point was, uh, you know. For more of a, uh, he he made the example of of uh, of the 
less crime being in areas that have privatized police forces where uh, the people, the residents of the area are more in control of what type of law enforcement they have in their area, um, which I, that is a discussion that I have no problem with having. But if if you want to, if anybody is advocating for the idea of uh, not having law enforcement, just take a look at uh, the example. If you missed the show this week, I talked about how in Seattle, inside the uh, CHOP uh, autonomous zone there in Seattle, which is supposed to be the example of how to live without police, have a society with no police. They, this past week, hired the people inside CHOP, hired a private security firm to protect the citizens inside uh, the CHOP zone, to protect the businesses, to protect the homes. But they're scared. But yeah, well, and what... So they essentially installed a police force. I mean, mm-hmm. That's exactly what they did is they, they installed a police force after just three weeks of this um, uh, idea of having a society with no, with no law enforcement. So uh, there's your perfect example of how, of how much uh, we need to have policing in America. Uh, there's plenty of debates to be had on reform or the uh, most effective way to to have law enforcement but the idea of no law enforcement is is stupid quite frankly i agree <laughs> but i think I, I also i also listen to this and i go okay now i'm not the smartest man in the world here but at what point do i mean this whole conversation i kind of start looking at i'm like okay it, isn't that partly how we have organized crime started, right? If, if we're not going to have a police force that we're going to have help with and we're going to have people starting to hire their own people yeah. that are most likely armed yeah. to defend us. Yeah. If you're not or you're going to go mafia good style people to do that, then they're just going to take over anyway. Yeah. Are you going to go mafia well, style some, where you have an organization yes, right? that you says pay me but, yeah, and I'll protect you right. the next thug? Exactly. I, and. and if I'm if I'm correct, uh, at the beginning of the uh, chop zone, which was the Chaz zone or whatever, they were extorting the local businesses, saying you got to pay us or or we're not going to protect you. So correct. they did start at that point, yeah. right? Yeah, that was right. what the report so said. At, yeah. At, at what point is it still not a quote unquote police force? You're still paying exactly. somebody to protect you from people that otherwise don't necessarily have good intentions. It's all the same idea. Right. It's all the same. It's all the same idea. Of so if we're gonna have having a, a group that protects force, people, then yeah. let's pay people. Number one, mm-hmm. but let's pay people adequately for putting their life on the line for people that aren't doing it. Police forces are horrifically underpaid, in my personal opinion. Um, number oh, two, I agree. If, I agree. if we look at these style policing changes because the environment changes are are communities change. And so with police force, you know, yes, they, they take tests and they have to be physically fit most of the time. Um, they, they drive cars, they learn how to shoot. Uh, unfortunately, I know a lot of police officers and they probably could spend more time on the shooting range. Um, but the problem is that they're still funded by the city and the city doesn't really yeah. care because they'd rather put those funds and- somewhere else. But then there's also a whole bunch of physical contact that happens now. And we're taking people down to the ground with tasers and and all that kind of stuff, but and that's all hand-to-hand stuff, and, and there's very little training um, that at least most of the law enforcement officers I know that get 
any hand-to-hand style combat style training on on how to properly uh, take a suspect down and be able to take and, and hold them down to be able to cuff them and restrain and that's um, shocking. That is, and I and, and I know you're right because I a lot of the officers that I've talked with have told me about the training that they've had, and some of them have had their own personal training. You know, they've they've taken their own type, you know, classes and things like that. But the but the the official training that they get is not much in many no. in many areas, and that is shocking to me. Yeah. Like that is exactly the kind of thing that they that we need officers to be trained in right and, and that's why but i think we need more training and more funding and and better salaries and you know to get these you know well-paid professionals and i think that would solve a lot of the problems that we have yeah okay let me let me put it into perspective real quick here okay tony you are probably one of the hardest working uh, people at the intercom building between everything that you do and i'm not i'm not stroking you i'm just telling you when you get done working you got to be on your way going home. Ah, big, deep breath. I can finally breathe. I'm going to go fishing or whatever. Jake, you out there have been busier than you guys probably ever imagined. When you need to take off, when you need to blow off some steam, you got to go do whatever you do. I, I run a, a pretty limited schedule. I work for myself, uh, you know, mostly. But you know what? I still got to go, ugh. But police officers that, you know, that they grow up, they want to be a police officer. They take an oath. They really have a a desire to serve their community. And then you got to tell them, yeah, you're not going to make enough money to afford a family. So you're going to have to go get secondary work at Mm -hmm. this place or this place. We need we need to have them limited, just like truck drivers can only drive so much a day before they're going to lose their mind and they need to rest their mind and their bodies. I, I just think that that needs to be part of the rules to be a police officer, because I know a lot of city cops that work secondary at enterprise center during the blues games or whatever. It's easy money. For the most part, they deal with a couple of drunks and they get a paycheck. But I think that we're overworking them and we're overthinking that, you know, they're, they're having to overthink in every single day. So my heart goes out to them tremendously. And I I think more schooling is part of it, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. Things are getting worse, not better, unfortunately. Yeah. And you can't not, right. So we have, Two million new firearms owners in this industry, uh, in, in this world right now, or in our nation, we have a bunch of people that are like, hey, listen, if push comes to shove, um, I'm going to defend mine, right? Great. Right. Uh-huh. And I support you. But at the same time, how are you going to defend yours? If you just yes. bought a firearm, yes. how are you going to defend yours? Do, so, you know how to, do you know how that firearm functions? Have you shot more than a magazine through it? Do you know how to take care of it? Because a gun... <laughs> in your hand can be used against you just as quickly as you can use it against somebody else. So, so that was another point that I that I actually touched on uh, on on the show this past week was it all these new gun buyers this surge in the gun industry Jake um that you guys are, have experienced is I think it's I think it's wonderful obviously that people are exercising their second amendment rights and they are getting a firearm to protect themselves but I do worry when the um, motivational uh, the motivation behind so many gun sales is fear. And mm-hmm. so all these people that never thought they would have a gun before, or never thought they needed a gun before, or maybe were kind of anti-gun before, are now scared. So they mm-hmm. go and they buy a gun, and now they have a gun. But like, just to, just to add on to the point that you were making. They have a gun, but they don't really know what to do with it. And if you're just 
if you're guided by fear, that can be very dangerous. Very dangerous. And, you know, I've had several people in the store recently saying, hey, you know, we've never really we've thought about getting guns, but we've never really done it. And with the current environment, we just think it's time that we have something to protect ourselves with. And that's fantastic. But the first thing that we are trying to instruct people to do is fantastic. Let's find the gun that'll fit you well. Let's find the gun that you'll be able to do well. Um, And then you need to go use it and not only just put a couple rounds down range. Yeah, it functions. You need to go use it. You need to be able to tear it apart. You need to be able to understand how that thing functions um, and be able to shoot it in a lot of different ways. And the more people shoot their firearms, Hey, it's just fun. So let's just take the fear factor out of this. It's just fun to go do. Um, but if you want to be proficient and you want to be confident, you have to go and use it. And if you use it and you're confident with it, you'll be more proficient Then yes, you will feel uh, a lot safer and you'll be safer with it, um, in that aspect. So, mm-hmm. you know, we got people coming in buying, you know, truckloads of ammo and we got people buying guns left and right. Um, and which is fantastic, but it goes to the same. If you, you're going to use it. Police officers get the training to be able to use their firearms. You're going to have it, you know, not to be cliche, but having a gun is a, is a big responsibility. Yeah. And we need to take those responsibilities, you know, seriously. If, if, the first time, <laughs> if the first time you're ever pointing your gun or getting your gun out or, or loading your gun is in the time that you feel like somebody's breaking into your house or breaking into your car or assaulting somebody um, that you know, and it, and so you're going to get your and this is and and as you're doing it, this is the first time you've ever held the mm-hmm. gun and loaded the gun. Bad that's move. that's yeah. that's a real yeah. dangerous, scary so situation. It is. I had lunch with Sheriff Marshak of Jeff County uh, last week, and he goes, you know, in the moment when something is going down, your adrenaline. And the endorphins in your head are flying so much. Everything is happening so fast. That's why the repetition, Jake, that you're talking about. Have the repetition down. Have the repetition down. I'm not a hunter. Confidence. I don't hunt big game like a lot of people do. Uh, but when, when you know, crap is going down and you've got to move quick, you've got to have it secondary. You've got to have, like we were talking about the holsters. I want one that's, you know, comfortable, that I'm, that I'm familiar with, pulling it over and over and over. Um, and then you have to go one more step and think, okay, could I truly take a man's life or take a woman's life? Could I truly do this? And even I've been around guns all my life and I still have that struggle in my head because I've never had to pull my weapon on a human, but I think, man, what could I do it? And I know everybody's like, Oh, it's either them or us. I'm like, well, I get that. But to still, you know, take another life, man, that's, yeah. that's huge. Well, good. That's, that's, that's that- a, scenario that happens in a split of a second but that will last you the rest of your life right right and that's the way you should be thinking that to me that's the most human uh way to be thinking in that situation is that you don't want to you don't want to use that lethal force unless you absolutely have to but and you have to make the decision 10 seconds ago but we need the, we need to be, to preserve the right for people to, of course, protect themselves in that in that situation. So while yeah, I yeah, that and that's the that's Tony, the if, thing that people just kind of get hung up on is like, well, why would you ever want to shoot somebody? Well, no, gun owners don't want to shoot somebody. They just want to know that they can protect themselves if they are ever put in that horrible life and death situation, which hopefully most people never experience. 
All you have to do is go to YouTube and punch in first time, uh, you know, firing a gun. And there's all kinds of videos of people when they like, and I'm not saying just women, there's men too. But when they pull that trigger, it startles them so much that they physically drop the weapon. Yeah. Or it uh, kicks on the back and hits because them in the it, face. Or that, or that, you know, you gotta, you gotta know what right. it can do. Yeah. Um, and, and, and you can't, you can't force a woman to come in just because I might shoot a 45 doesn't mean a woman's first gun should be a 45. Yeah. You that's know, a great right, man. Right. Yeah. Which is all about to the, and, and you know, what, what, before we run out of time here, um, that that's a perfect segue to get back into what you guys do out there at Osage County guns. Um, for all these people that are buying for the first time, um, it's all about picking – like there's no way for me to just ask you on the radio, hey, what's the, what's the perfect gun for the homeowner that uh, is, has never had a gun before but they want something to protect themselves? What's, what's the right purchase? There's not one answer for everybody. It's all about the right gun for you that you're comfortable with, that you know how to uh, – there's just – there's so many options and so many – boxes that have to be checked before you can answer that question and that's kind of what you guys specialize in out there at Osage. At, at Osage. I think, yeah any any gun store that you know is doing their jobs well will be able to to explain the differences between them between the firearms how they function differently they all fit differently they all feel differently they all function differently uh, and and calibers is part of that conversation and the individual's comfort level and and experience. If you've never shot a gun before, that's a whole different segment than if you've been around guns your whole life and you own several guns. Um, that's a whole other conversation in itself. So uh, there, you know, you can't just go off of well, my best friend brought this gun and says I should buy it. Well, that's great, um, and we can definitely look at that. But you may not like it. It may not feel good. It may not be the right scenario for you as an individual. Even if your best friend, you know, what I might suggest for my dad is going to be different than I might suggest for my best friend mm-hmm. um, or my brother. My wife shoots a different gun than I do because she likes the way it functions more than I do. Well, that's great. Mm-hmm. As long as they're comfortable and they're accurate and they enjoy shooting it, they'll do better with it. Yep. So. Go ahead, Bo. Um, I, uh, no, I, I just couldn't agree more. Yeah. Um, and, and hopefully we don't have to go, you know, to this point. And, and, and again, I want to stress Mace is a perfectly good choice as yeah, well, or absolutely. or some kind of some Pepper kind of non lethal. Yeah. Absolutely, you know, wasp spray. I get it. I don't. I don't think uh, Osage County Guns carries uh, can of you know cans of wasp spray out there. But you know, wasp spray is actually pretty accurate from twenty feet away. Um, it, it, I've seen it online, so it's got to be true. It must be a good defense. <laughs> I, Jake, Jake, you ain't making no money pepper, on it, but I'm sorry. Pepper spray is pretty accurate from 20 feet away, too, and I think that might be a better uh, option. But, but it's, hey, wasp spray, you know, I, you know, any port in a storm, right? <laughs> so, hey, Jake, i got to ask you. Jake, Jake i got to ask you. I bought my wife uh, this thing. I think it's a Remington brand. It looks like a pistol, but it's a, it's a mace shot, right? Yeah. Um, are, are you familiar with? Do, does that have an ex, an expiration date? Because it's been in her glove box for a couple of years. Yes. Um, okay. <laughs> I'm, I guess that's something else I'll buy out there. <laughs> so, is, the, yeah, is there a general? Is there a general timeline on on things like canisters of mace or, or pepper spray? Or? No, it depends on and the style and the form that it's in. Um, usually, there's you know five years plus. Uh, it depends on how it's stored. It also depends on the style. So if it's in a you know, like most of the mace has gone to a gel form now, which is 
leaps and bounds better than it used to be um, because it's it's a straighter shot it's got more of a stream so it's not misting so much so you're not getting any blowback on yourself Uh Um, it's horrible if you're going to mace somebody and you get half of it on you then you're Uh, both down right so so the gel format is is fantastic Um, and it's got you know a really good stream it's really controllable Um, it's easier to get a precise hit on it Um, and inside of those canisters they have a little bit longer life than some of the other guns that uh, there's a new wave of less lethal uh, pepper balls now. They're kind of like a paintball gun that shoot these balls that have pepper in them, and and um, they're wow. kind of expensive. But there's, you know, that whole less lethal uh, side of this uh, whole equation is becoming more uh, popular. Um, lots of tasers, lots of um, stun guns, that kind of stuff as well. Yeah. So there's a lot being developed out there for the person that, hey, you know, you may not feel comfortable carrying a firearm, but you should still be able to carry something to defend yourself, you know. I would never, ever tell somebody, don't get pepper spray. Have it. Use it right. and keep mm-hmm. it in the car. Keep it on your purse, in a bag, whatever. Have something. Anything is better than nothing yeah. um, to get yourself Absolutely. out of a bad situation. So and use what you got. How is the current inventory out there at Osage? Uh, ammunition, firearms. <laughs> this is going to be great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, have, I, I, I don't think I've ever had... Um, so many holes uh, in my showcases and on my wall yeah. as far as firearms. Uh, ammunition is going as fast as it's coming in the door. Um, wow. You know, luckily some some calibers and some ammunition is being replenished uh, better than I thought it would be. Um, but it's it's still so sparse. You know, some five five six two two three for for those people that are looking for that is really hard to come by right now. And um, nine millimeters somewhat hard to get at least it's trickling in and a little bit more consistent um so i mean ammunition out there is is a bit uh, hard to find guns are getting slim as i get them in they're selling within i think i had three or four uh, firearms finally come in the other day and they sold within an hour um you know what i i i don't know why i never thought of this before but we just did I, i i read a story on the air earlier this week about um these various types of hand sanitizer that the FDA is warning against that are actually dangerous and don't do what they they're made in other countries, but you know you you can find them online and people have been purchasing them, and it's basically just a scam. Uh, it's not hand sanitizer, and some of them are actually dangerous. And you can find a list of these things on um, uh, on the FDA's website. But you know it it was an opportunity for bad guys to take mm-hmm. advantage of the market and the current need for hand sanitizer and those sort of things, and so they're trying to make a quick buck off of um uh off of that off of that need that people have. Has there been anything like that in the firearms industry? any like scammers popping up trying to sell ammunition um you know that uh that, that are either just straight out lying to you or selling you a really crappy product have have any of these uh scams popped up and if so how can people you know keep an eye out and protect themselves from them uh, the only real scams that you really see in our industry you can't really scam ammunition um you've got to have those components um you know obviously understanding the the materials that ammunition's made out of um if you stay with good reputable brands you're fine you're okay yeah um you know and stay with websites that if you're ordering online that have a good track record and, and look at the reviews uh, and that type of thing. Uh, the the place where we find a lot of uh, issues are third party sales, Amazon's, Ebay's, those types of places. Um, and if you're looking for like a red dot 
scope for an AR, and there's a lot of knockoffs and a lot of ones that are just really not what they think they are and should be. Um, and they even they look so close and even have the same name, but are just enough off to not be the same thing. Um, you know, just wow. Be, yeah. be mindful That's great of advice. what you're buying, where you're buying it. Uh, the third party situations seem to be the worst culprits because anybody can set up an eBay or Amazon account and start selling stuff left and right and and be you know uh, make sure that they have it in stock don't just willy-nilly pretend that they have it and send them money if make sure right. that, that it's, it's physically there you know we we have everything on our website if it's not if it's on our website it's in the building um we don't we don't post things for sale without it being an inventory then say okay well great you bought it now i got to go find it and order it for you um that that can lead into especially right now with stuff so hard to find so yeah, I've been seeing those scopes and the red dots and all that stuff online. I'm like, as I'm scrolling my Facebook wall, I'm like, I'm I think I'm in the middle of a drone scam right now because I purchased one online and they were, they had the American flag all over the place and all that stuff. And I go and I hit it because it was a great price and it's durable. And as soon as I get the receipt back, it's shipping from uh, Chinese letters. I'm like, oh, yep. come on. Yeah. I, so I don't know if I told the story about the wipes that we bought, the alcohol wipes that we bought on Amazon. We bought them in March when it was so, like, when there were none anywhere. They just yeah. showed up about a week ago. They showed up in June. And, and they, they're alcohol wipes, but they don't look anything like the picture of the ones that we bought. And, Crap. <laughs> yeah, the ones that we bought were, like, in the tube. You know, like, you think of, like, a regular Lysol uh, disinfectant yeah. wipes tube. This, these were in like uh, a bag, like uh, baby wipes are in. Um, you know, like that type of packaging. So were, they don't look. Were anything, they dry? They don't look anything. Um, you got to get about a dozen sheets down in there before you start finding the uh, moisture. <laughs> crap. So exactly, ex and, uh, you know, these are still they're still alcohol wipes, but they're just not exactly what we bought. Um, <laughs> they're soaked with vodka. Be careful. Yeah, yeah, but uh, <laughs> just another example of you know if if they can do it in one industry, they'll do it in every industry. So you need to always uh, uh, keep your eyes open and, and be diligent. Uh, before we wrap this up, Jake, one more time, how can people find you out there at Osage County Guns physically and, uh, of course, on the website? Uh, physically here in Wright City, Missouri, just off of uh, 70 there. Um, we're pretty easy, pretty visible from the freeway there. If you're, you're not able to make the drive or you're uh, out of state, uh, Google us, uh, OsageCountyGuns.com is our website. We're on Facebook and Instagram. Um, pretty easy to, to find and locate us, and we're happy to help how we can. Can't recommend them enough. 6,000 square foot retail store. Um, so they've got the room and they've got the uh, inventory to take care of all of your needs. Check them out, as Jake said, at OsageCountyGuns.com. Jake Fair from Osage County, thank you so much for your time today, sir. We'll talk to you again real soon. Look forward to it. Appreciate it. All right. And that is going to do it for this edition of the Second Amendment Radio podcast exclusive. Thank you so much for downloading this podcast. We hope that you do it each and every week. Make sure you download both of our podcasts. We put out the show podcast on Fridays and this podcast exclusive every Monday. Thank you so much for listening. For our producer, Chad Ellis, and my partner, Bo Matthews, I am Tony Colombo. Thank you for listening to the podcast exclusive of Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. Get more at 971talk.com.
baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app.